The following is a work of audio fiction. Any resemblance to real persons, living or dead, is purely coincidental. Seriously. Even if some of these people sound exactly like a person that you know, it's not them, okay? Golden Acres is a completely fictional town and is not at all based on Green Acres, located in Scarsdale, New York, where our creator grew up. That is a total fluke. Please do not falsely assume that any of these characters, storylines, or descriptions is based in fact. That's how rumors get started. Has Rockin' Robin got a great lineup for you today? And I would know, because I'm Rockin' Robin. Before we dive headfirst into tunes, I'm going to give you a hot tip courtesy of our local advertisers. Mother's Day is just around the corner, so remember to head on over to Martin's Marigolds for flowers as beautiful as the woman who raised you. Nothing says thank you for keeping us all alive more than a discounted bouquet. Even if your mom sucked, you'll be glad you got her something. Hi, hi, sorry I'm late. Hi. Well, 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 look what the cat dragged in. My mother-in-law fell down the stairs. Oh, wow, did you push her? (laughs) I would pay good money to see Bethany push her mother-in-law. Actually, I'd pay to see her push anyone. Push me right now. I'll give you $10. No, thank you. Fine, 20, but Valerie has to pay half. No deal. So did the old bag break anything? Should we be celebrating? Mama Harper is completely fine. Which I'm happy about, obviously. Sure. I just didn't have time for one of her existential crises this morning. Ooh, what batshit thing did she say today? Same old, same old. She's not long for this earth, and we should appreciate every single minute we have left with her. Isn't she only 68? That's the new 40. No, it's not. Oh, and she doesn't want us to regret our busy schedules when she's dead. Did this woman take a class on guilt? And can I audit it? You should ship Mama Harper off to a retirement home and let paid staff cherish every single minute with her. I can't do that. She's Steve's mother, and she watches Caleb for free. Nothing in life is free. Think about it. She also said she's worried I won't know how to cook without her, but that's only because she refuses to give me any of her recipes, so I literally can't cook without her. Yeah, that's a great move. Much respect. Oh, you'll love this. Rumor has it one of the new moms at Zoe's preschool, Celeste Chokem. Stop. Valerie's right. We shouldn't talk about this random woman behind her back. What? Of course we should. I just want to guess the rumor. It's my favorite game other than manipulating my husband. Come on, I'll give you three guesses. Yay! I think Celeste doesn't believe in climate change. That's your guess? Yeah. It's shocking yet plausible. Wrong. Bethany? Pass. She's anti-vaccine. I find your definition of rumor confusing. How can she not vaccinate her kids? It's the equivalent of domestic terrorism. No one said she doesn't vaccinate her kids. You just guessed that and didn't give me time to tell you you're wrong. Just tell us before Valerie has an aneurysm. Okay. Lean in for effect. At first, I just heard rumblings. A whisper here, a remark there. I didn't get the full scoop until the Golden Lions Bake Sale. Ooh, I love bake sales. You're too sincere and good to be friends with us. I know, but you add spice to my life. I wasn't even supposed to go. Sundays are my day off, but Karen needed me to watch Zoe because she had a last-minute date. How does she meet all these people? Facebook. And a lot of unimaginative sexting. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, once I dropped Zoe off at the crafts table, I immediately made a beeline for Eliza Frankel because she has the biggest mouth in town. And not just from fillers. Sorry. I heard someone else say that exact sentence and it came spilling into my mouth. 
That's the problem with rumors. No, Eliza really does have fillers. I just don't have to be such a bitch about it. So what did she say? Well, you can't snoop right away. They get suspicious. Especially when you're the help. How much were you helping if you abandoned Zoe at the crafts table? I knew I had to sweeten Eliza up first, which is easy because married women are desperate for compliments. Hey. I love your blouse. Oh, thank you. It's almost new. Eliza was also an easy target. Mmm, these cupcakes are delicious, Eliza. You should charge more. You think so? Definitely. Sarah Watkins is over there charging $4.50 for sprinkled cardboard. <laughs> Where's Karen? I thought she was coming. She's stuck in bed all day. Something is going around. I hope you don't catch it. Oh, I'll be fine. We have very different taste in illness. She's not the only mom missing in action. What's the point of having kids if you don't want to raise them? I've never hired help. No offense, Mia. None taken. I wouldn't hire me either. <laughs> Wasn't Celeste Cho Kemp supposed to have a booth? I was looking forward to trying her Asian fusion dessert. You know, Cho Kemp. Are you allowed to say that sort of thing? Probably not. But I won't tell if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad. I know. Between us, I actually have my own little theory about Celeste. Oh? I hate to talk about other moms, and I normally never would. But something is off about that woman. No one has ever talked to her except for orientation, and she always wears a huge hat and sunglasses at drop-off, regardless of the weather. I noticed that. I assumed it was a defense against bedhead and under-eye circles. Nope. Between you and me, I think Celeste hired a body double. No. Why? <sighs> I have to pee. UTI. Ask Priscilla. She made danishes. I wouldn't try them. Mmm. Priscilla, this danish is delicious. You should charge more. You know, Sarah Watkins over there is charging $4.50 for sprinkled cardboard. <laughs> Thanks. They're gluten-free. Really? Well, 99%. That's so thoughtful of you. So many people want to be allergic these days. Hey, isn't that new mom Celeste Cho Kemp deathly allergic to pickles? I hadn't heard that. But I did hear... Yes? Between you and me, Celeste is a classic alcoholic. She can't even get up until one or two in the afternoon. That's awful! It gets worse. She's in such bad condition, she hired a look-alike to drop her kid off so social services won't get suspicious. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like... Just go to rehab. No one cares. Mocha, please. We're still waiting on that mocha to be picked up. What proof do they have that Celeste's an alcoholic? I feel so bad for her. She's probably just in a rush in the morning, and now everyone is trashing her behind her back. Yeah, I don't buy the alcoholic thing. Maybe she's just too busy for drop-off and doesn't want the other moms to judge her. Judge her? If the body double thing is true, I applaud her. She's a genius. How? If you have a hired duplicate, you can sleep in. Skip all the bullshit pleasantries at drop-off, not have to wait in that carpool line. What woman wouldn't want to be in two places at once? Me. I like to do the bare minimum. I would prefer to be in no places. You know what we all need? A clone. How far are we from having those? I don't know. You're the only one who reads the news. I read the news. Okay, what's the current status of DACA? Uplifting news. I read uplifting news. And where can you find that? Mostly on Facebook. That's not real news. 
They want us to stay uninformed so that they can take advantage of us. Stop yelling at me. I live with my mother-in-law and I think my boss is a dangerous psychopath. I need all of the uplifting news I can find. I really don't understand this obsession with Father Williams. Do you have some sort of hero fantasy? Like you want to defeat the dragon and then have the town folk carry you into the village cheering? Why would I want that? I've never crowd surfed in my life. Really intriguing stuff, guys. But this body double theory gets crazier. If you think straight moms love to talk, try gossiping with a gay dad. You say a lot of problematic things. Well, at least I chew with my mouth closed, which is more than I can say for Roberto's dad, Thad. You didn't hear it from me. I can't hear anything from you. Your mouth is full. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Am I a bad dad if I drink the rest of Roberto's milk? Milk's bad for kids. You're doing him a favor. Milk's bad for you? Since when? Ugh, I am so behind on my mommy blogs. What were you saying about Celeste? Oh, right. I heard Celeste isn't really Celeste. Oh, I know. I'm not talking about the lookalike thing. Oh. I'm talking about the actual woman. She's in witness protection. Really? Why? It's obvious, isn't it? She was involved in something nefarious. The mob, drugs, white-collar embezzlement. She got offered some sort of plea deal and ended up here. But then something happened that forced her to avoid our school and hire a double. (gasps) What? I can't be completely sure, but the simplest answer seems to suggest fear of discovery. Maybe someone from her past showed up at drop-off and she couldn't risk exposure. (gasps) Someone at the school wants to kill her? No, don't be overdramatic. Someone at the school knows her from her old life and could expose her past. So she hired a body double. It's sad. You'd think witness protection would be better prepared for these sort of scenarios. I mean, I don't even work for the FBI, and I know where everyone I went to high school with lives. Even the exchange students. This is getting ridiculous. I feel like I'm in an episode of Law & Order. Those shows are based on real headlines. Dum (laughs) dum. It's not funny. Rumors like this can be very damaging. Oh, please. It's harmless. No, it's not. I never told you this because I knew you would use it against me until the end of time. But when Caleb was in pre-K, some of the moms thought I was in porn. What? Were you? Of course not. It was a big misunderstanding. One of the dads thought they saw me. Doing what? I don't know. Yes, you do. It was something oral. Your oral or his oral? How do you know it was with a guy? Most porn is girl on girl. Caleb's teacher ended up telling me about it, which was mortifying. Luckily, I was able to clear the whole thing up because I have brown eyes and the woman had blue. Quite a few tattoos. Where? I need to know where. I'm only bringing this up as an example of how these things can spin out of control. I couldn't face Caleb's playgroup for a month, and I didn't even do anything. Oh, Bethany. It's okay. I bet you would be great at porn. You have such an expressive face. Yes, very dramatic. How wide does your mouth open? Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I should never have told you. I knew not to tell you, and then I told you. Oh, come on. This is fun. Mia, let me guess. You like hardcore muscle guys. Ew. No, the kinkiest I get is watching myself. That's disappointing. I'm still young. I haven't been bored to death by the same old dick yet. I will give you each five dollars to stop talking. Or I can push you. Let me push you. What floats your boat, Val? Feminist ladies humiliating their male co-workers with high heels? Mm, You know me so well. You're joking, right? I never joke about porn. It's sacred text. (sighs) What kind of porn does Larry watch? Any kind. He's only picky when it comes to me. (laughs) Like he could do better. I look amazing, and I'm very flexible. Good to know. What about Steve, Bethany? Ha! Like he would tell her. Amateur, but sometimes casting couches. (laughs) What? He's my husband. We don't have secrets. I can't breathe. This is the best day of my life. I'm never going to be 
able to look at a couch again. What is this so funny? Valerie just said Larry watches every kind of porn. Stop saying porn. I can't take it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> sorry. I'm sorry. We're sorry. Yes, very immature. Wait, I have to know. Does Steve report his search history to you in weekly meetings? Sorry, never mind. I have my own theory on Miss Body Double, if that will help clear up the mental image of Steve watching beginners. Please, share it. Distract me from my own mind. You know, it's perfectly healthy to watch porn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Drum roll, please. I think Celeste stole the kid. What? Oh my gosh. Yep, I think she stole Poppy as a toddler and doesn't want anyone to see them interact because it will be obvious that Celeste isn't her real mom. So you think she's not using a body double, but is still up to no good. Interesting. You're thinking for yourself. Thank you. Why would anyone steal a child? Tons of reasons, right? I mean, it's honestly hard for me to imagine anyone wanting a child at all, let alone risking jail time to take care of it. But here's what I came up with after a lot of brainstorming. Number one. Infertility. Of course. Obvious choice. She can't have a baby of her own, so she had to take one. It's actually a huge problem. Hospitals had to start putting trackers on newborns' ankles. Although it's only a matter of time until we're all wearing trackers. Unless you already count smartphone GPS. Option two. Mental illness. That's sort of a catch-all explanation, don't you think? A bit lazy. But it does explain stealing her as a toddler and not an infant. Fine. Option 2A, cults. Cults? Cults! I love cults. I took a whole class on them at Stanford. Why would a cult make her kidnap a child? Depends on the cult. They all have different edicts. Could have something to do with the second coming or aliens. I would be great in a cult. Just tell me what to do, pay me money. You don't get paid to be in a cult, Mia. You just described a job. Oh my god. It can't be that shocking. No, it's her. It's Celeste at the counter. Where? Where? Don't look now. Please stop looking. I think she's coming over here. What? Why? I don't know. Maybe she recognizes you from drop-off. But we've never really spoken. And I'm not white. Oh, God. This isn't good. This is great. I'll try to snap a photo of her and we can compare notes later. Stop talking. Mia, hi. Hi. Uh, Celeste, Poppy's mom. Of course. Yeah, nice to see you. You too. These are my friends, Bethany Harper and Valerie Walker. Hi. Hello. Love your hat. Oh, thank you. I always forget I'm wearing it inside. Mia, we have to arrange a play date soon. Poppy talks about Zoe nonstop. All bad things, I hope. (laughs) What a strange joke to make about a two-year-old. You should hear what she says about adults. Okay, I've got a medium cafe au lait, no name. I asked for a name, I was given no name. I've got to get back to work. I've already wasted too much time this morning. What do you do, if you don't mind me asking? I'm an investigative journalist, but right now I'm taking some time off to write a book about socioeconomic inequality in Silicon Valley. Sounds like an interesting read. I hope so. What do you do? Similar stuff, a bit of this, a lot of that, you know how it goes. I guess. Bethany works in admissions at St. Michael. She's a good person to know. For when Poppy gets older. Actually, personal relationships don't influence our acceptance decisions, but Valerie should already know that. Well, I doubt we'll stay in Golden Acres that long anyway. I can't stand a small town. People have nothing better to do than make up stories. Pathetic, right? Such a waste of time. (laughs) Oh, Mia, how was the bake sale this weekend? I couldn't make it, and neither could my paid doppelganger. What? 
I, excuse me? Oh, you haven't heard? Yeah, I hire someone to pretend to be me and drop my daughter off at school. What? It's super convenient. Bit of a money suck since I had to finance all her plastic surgery. Not a lot of people have my cheekbones. I guess I could have hired a regular babysitter, but then what would everyone speculate about me behind my back? Important to keep people on their toes, don't you think? Uh, sure. Okay, gotta go for real this time. Enjoy your coffee and conversation. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's almost gone. What was that? She was totally messing with us, right? She had to be messing with us. I'm shaking. That woman terrifies me. I've never wanted to be someone's friend so much in my life. Did you catch how she manipulated us? We walked right into her trap. I feel like I've done something horribly wrong. That's just the rush of being alive, Bethany. I don't know what to believe anymore. Good thing I don't actually care. was a roller coaster, folks. Hope I kept you guessing. You never know what I might play next. As Mother used to say, you can't tell what's going on in someone else's head unless you tie them up and beat it out of them. But about what an episode! Stay tuned after the break for Hot Goss featuring Lelon Bowden. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, So as you know, in this show, unlike the scripted show, we're talking about real gossip. Yes. Well, as real as it could be. Real gossip, but not necessarily true facts. I like that. Yeah. That's exactly it. True gossip does not mean truth. Real life gossip doesn't mean real real life. life. There we go. So that's obviously not debatable, but let's hear some stories. (laughs) <laughs> that made me are. Uh, I was thinking about hometown rumors. Oh, yeah. Those um, are good. So I, I grew up in the San Leandro, Castro Valley area, which are um, small uh, towns outside of, uh, like, Oakland, Berkeley, up in the, the California. Northern California. Yeah. I'm a NorCal girl. Have you ever there had rumors started about you? Yeah. Um, I remember in high school. It Well, what's funny is that the main rumor that ever got started about me um, was so uh, unbelievable because I was such a dork. Ooh, I uh, can't wait to hear it. So I kind of hung out with a little bit of a rougher crowd. Uh, That's not my, dorky. Uh, I was dorky in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> you, your crowd does not define you. <laughs> like, what I brought to the table was not helping our our Our, our status. street cred, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like, I, I hung out with a couple people in, in late middle school, early high school that uh, would get in trouble. Uh, and uh, one of the things— uh, like me and, and my friend at the time got into this fight, and then she wrote on the one of the bowling alley stalls, like, perfect that which was at the time the equivalent of a Facebook wall. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. It was one of the bowling alley bathroom stalls. Like she wrote my phone number, <gasps> and she was like, "Lelon is like a slut." <laughs> Um, and she's done things with all kinds of guys, you know. It was just, it was so, uh, it was so nasty. It That's was like horrible. she's done things with all her male family members. <gasps> yeah, no, it was like gross, gross, gross. Uh, and um, do you think people believed it? I'm sure they didn't 
Because, yeah. like, I mean, if anybody thought I was just, like, slutty at all, I'd be like, oh, that's cool that anyone could find me attractive. Because like, <laughs> at that time, too, I was so self-conscious. I mean, it's at that weird time where right. you're, uh, you know, 12 to 14, and uh, you want to, like, you want to chomp the bit, and you want to be mature, and you want to be seen as a grown-up, even though you're totally not. And so I was super self-conscious of, like, wanting to fit in and be like my peers who were growing up and had hit puberty. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and so I, I was so torn about this gossip. Um, I mean, like, you know, I'm sure no one believed it, but I know people saw it because, like, people were, like, giggling, you know, a little Did bit Did anyone after. call your phone? Yeah. Um, but it was, like, it's also so hard to tell. Like, I'm sure it was because of that, but it was not, like, um, salacious or, or extremely cruel. It was just, like, they'd call, hear my voice, and then giggle and hang up, you know? And <laughs> that's just what we did. And it's like, yeah. oh, I was gotten. Yeah. <laughs> they got me. They it was called. pranking light. They, yeah, it was pranking light. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah, they, they heard my voice. They giggled. How dare you giggle? <laughs> How dare you giggle? Um, and so then, finally, like, we reconciled this friendship after, like, a week because that's what middle school is all about. Right. And she went, I can't believe someone spread that rumor about you. That's so awful. We should uh, we should get rid of it. And I was like, okay. But you knew and she'd done it. Absolutely. Am I going to confront her on it? Hell no. <laughs> Just because, like, I wasn't a whole person yet. I was like, I had that double D cup brain. And you could also, you know, I mean, body. looking back, she probably felt so guilty. That's, like, why she was like, oh, let's go get rid of it. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, you can't do air quotes on a podcast, but, yeah, I'm sure she felt guilty. I think you did it with your voice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's like, I'm sure, yeah, like, I'm sure she was just like, oh, I need a friend again. Right. So this is over. That's so interesting. It's very interesting to not take claim over the rumor you started. Oh, my gosh. That's all middle schoolers do, right. I feel like. And so we went to the bowling alley, and uh, we had bought, like, these, like, hardcore uh, Sharpie markers, but, like, the blunt tip. like the, Oh, nice. Yeah, the you ones that, business. like, fumed up the whole bathroom. I didn't mean business. I didn't mean anything. <laughs> I was just like, oh, good. The only person that will hang out with me has decided to be my friend again, even though she's evil and started this rumor about me. Right. Hurrah! Another day in seventh grade life, you know? Uh <laughs> And so I went with her, and she she did all the the dirty work, you know. And so we're in that bathroom stall, and uh, and she had crossed out my name and my phone number, and just put somebody else's no. name and phone number. That's but, like, awful. Like her new, like her new nemesis. Hate. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I can't stand so, up for you, myself. And you let her do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. then you sort of started this rumor about this other girl. I, I was guilty. An accomplice. I was an accomplice. I was guilty by proxy. My spine literally hadn't developed yet. <laughs> you to could maturity. not stand up. Yes. My my mental and my my physical spine <laughs> were not were not fully grown. Uh, <laughs> and then we got caught. Oh my gosh, you got caught? That was the only time in my life I've been in trouble with the authorities. Um, really? Quote the authorities, air quotes again, um, because it was like the bowling alley security guard. <laughs> um, but as we were leaving, because the whole bathroom smelled like that, like, fumey, oh, yeah. like, sharpie. And, like, you could hear it. It was like, <laughs> you know. We got caught by a bowling alley employee, and then she brought over the security cards. And while we were waiting, my friend just, like, chucked the 
the giant marker, chuck the evidence, you know, and she like dropped it. Like it was like this balcony um, that was like where you get your shoes. And then below the balcony was the actual bowling alley. And so she just kind of like casually dropped her arm over the the railing and dropped the marker and it rolled away. And uh, then when the security guard came and searched our backpacks, we were, quote, clean. Um, and so we could go. But it was the scariest thing. Like I, my heart's beating even thinking about it now. My heart is beating. Because I was such a good girl too, yeah. you know. like Well, maybe that was your karma for spreading this rumor about that other girl. I think it was. And uh, I had a little scared straight experience. So at yeah, the bowling alley. That's a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. Allison, great to gossip. <laughs> great to gossip. <laughs> great to gossip. Stitcher presents Gossip, written and directed by Allison Raskin, produced by Rachel Wolther, sound design by Casey Holford, starring Amanda Perez as Mia. Allison Raskin as Bethany, Victoria Rowell as Valerie, Beth Littleford as Rockin' Robin, featuring Tawny Newsom as Celeste Cho Kemp, Carrie Clifford as Eliza, Rachel Middleton as Priscilla, Joe Hartzler as Thad, and Igor Hiller as the barista. Story by Allison Raskin, Charlotte Lorston, and Rebecca Hanover. Casting by Shayna Markowitz. Our production manager is Talia Shea Levin. Our recording engineer is Matt Brownlee. Production assistance from Carly Guida. Our assistant editor is Lauren Kleeman. Original composition by Alessandro Tabora. Production legal by Lindsay Bowen, Kyle Brett, and Michaela Gross. Executive produced by Chris Bannon, Jenny Radelet, and Matt Sedagian. Stitcher's consulting producer is John Asante. Special thanks to Westlake Studios, Matt Gorley, and SAG-AFTRA. Gossip is a production of Stitcher. For more information, visit GossipPodcast.com. Stitcher. You can think of household name episodes as lifelines when you're stuck in a boring conversation. Need to change the subject? Tell them the secrets behind Victoria's Secret. Or how a single lie turned KFC into a Japanese Christmas tradition. It was lie, but uh, (laughs) I still regret that. Did you know Panera opened cafes where customers could pay whatever they wanted? That before it was a hippie car, the VW Beetle was created by Nazis. Hitler built a city for the Beetle? (laughs) <laughs> like the hippie beetle? <laughs> you can talk about how LaCroix, Crocs, Carhartt, and Canada Goose all became surprisingly cool. And wow your friends with stories of TGI Friday's wild early days as one of the first singles bars. I'd be standing at the bar on Fridays and say, hi, darling, I own this place. That seemed to work. I'm Dan Bobkoff, and I host Household Name from Business Insider and Stitcher. We make this show so you have something to talk about. Subscribe to Household Name for surprising stories about famous brands. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Household Name. Brands you know, stories you don't. Stitcher.